Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2.5% of the most popular podcasts globally, and it's all because of my truly incredible guests. I've been doing this for about 13, almost 14 years, and I have met some fantastic people, and I am honored and blessed to share time with these people who are at the top of their game, and they are here, and they are absolutely willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. These are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with you the essence of peak performance. And today I get to welcome back Steve Rizzo to the show. And it has been way too long since he was here last. In fact, we were just chatting in my virtual green room. The last time he was here, we were discussing his book, Get Your Shift Together. And I said at the time, and I'll say it again, I love that title. But that was nine years ago. Now that doesn't mean we've fallen out of you know, love, so to speak. He has a podcast. I've been lurking and listening to it. We keep in touch, but he just hasn't been on the show, and that's my fault. So very quickly, Steve is the author of of the best-selling books, Conversations with Bob, which is on my desk right now, Motivate This, as well as Get Your Shift. And it's he's often called upon as the go-to guy on the topic of personal development from many network cable and uh, radio media outlets. Steve, welcome back to your partner in Success Radio, and thank you for sending me conversations with Bob. Well, it's my pleasure to uh, hear your voice again, and it's great to be here. And I like the conversation we were having before the show about uh, being a spark that can ignite change in people's lives, and that's what it's all about. Well, so the audience knows what the heck we were talking about. I was complaining vociferously (laughs) about everything. (laughs) You know know how you just have things go bad, go bad. It's like a domino effect. My car is broken. My refrigerator is broken. My mailbox laid down on the ground. My headphones quit working. I can keep on going. So, Steve, thank you for sharing with me what I, I honestly already knew. In fact, I'm not going to paraphrase you. Tell the audience what you told me because now I feel just fine. I can do this. Yeah. When when bad stuff starts uh, happening to you over and over again, um, be prepared because it's really a blessing because uh, usually things start turning around in your favor. And when stuff really starts happening to you, it's really a, a message from a higher part of yourself stating that something's not in line in your life and there's something you're missing or something you're not paying attention to. And these little mishaps that take place in our lives will keep occurring until you figure out what it is. Well, I'm going to figure it out real quick because I'm getting tired of this and my bank account doesn't love it a whole lot either. So (laughs) there's that. But well, you've you just figured it out. You have me on your show. <laughs> I, do, I do. But I'm going to tell the audience this. If you have an LG refrigerator, mine is five years old. I was told it was out of warranty. I was told that it was a fan. I could hear the fan. I knew it wasn't the fan. And this has been going on for a little over six weeks, believe it or not. So yesterday I got some really great advice from somebody. And he said, listen, you know they've got a class action lawsuit. No, I did not. So I called back 
And I very sweet, in my sweet southern voice, mentioned that lawsuit. And you know what? I'm all of a sudden in warranty. It was a miracle. And they're going to be here this afternoon to replace the condenser. It's like, geez. So that should be one of the big things that's coming off of my list. But that's what I was complaining about in the virtual room when you gave me that terrific advice. So thank you. You're welcome. You're so welcome. So tell me what's been going on with you. I know you've got, you know, a couple of, you've got your own podcast and you're doing something with another friend of ours, but tell me what's nine years. What the heck? How did that well, even happen? It's been a, it's been quite a journey these past nine years. Uh, um, my life isn't where I thought it was going to be, but I know for certain it's where I'm supposed to be. And uh, I started writing my book, Conversations with Bob, about seven years ago. And I started writing it at the lowest point in my life. I mean, the very lowest. And I was in the middle of a divorce, which was my decision after 32 years of marriage. And it was devastating to, to my wife. And it was devastating to me. But I knew I had to do this. And I wasn't quite, I didn't quite have the answer as to why I was leaving. I just knew I had to. And... Um, I decided to move to Marina Del Rey, California, and I packed up my stuff, and uh, I rented an apartment there, and I exercised. I always exercise every day. I had a 24-hour gym, and uh, after my exercise at 4.30 in the morning, I would walk on Venice Beach, and it was one morning when I was walking, and um, I, I guess my demons came in to haunt me, and I just lost total control of myself, and I started questioning my life, where am I going, what, what's wrong with me, and I remember I was actually yelling and cursing at God, heart-wrenching tears pouring down my face. <laughs> Denise, if anyone would have heard me, they would have said, there's a maniac on Venice Beach, you better call the police. So I, I took a step, I, I calmed down a little bit, and I remember saying, what is wrong with me, and what, what, what the hell am I doing here? And I took another step, and I heard a voice inside me say, you know what's wrong, and you know why you're here. You're just too caught up in your own drama to find the answer. And I said, where is this coming from? So I got into my car, and I drove to my apartment, and I got my laptop open, and I typed in another question, and all of a sudden another answer came. Then I asked another question and another answer. I was there for like five hours asking questions, and, and, and the answers were coming, and it wasn't too soon after that that I realized I was talking to the God part of me, the higher part call, of myself. Right. I call those yeah. God winks. They happen all the time. But you yeah. have to be willing to hear them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was exhausted. Uh, and I, I remember letting it go. And I went into my room. I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning. And um, I went back to my laptop. And I read what I wrote. And I, I didn't remember writing more than half the stuff. It was just coming from a higher part of myself. So I continued asking questions and more answers were coming. And it wasn't too long after that that I realized, wow, I'm writing a book. Then my imagination set in and then my sense of humor set in. And then all of a sudden my creativity, everything started unveiling. And um, I wrote this book called Conversations with Bob and Bob is God. And it's nothing but dialogue between two characters, Bob and Bernie. Uh, Bob is of your higher self who has the answers to all of your questions and solutions to all of your problems. And your inner Bernie uh, represents everyone on this planet, regardless of race, religion, social status, creed, or gender. 
Everyone experiences Bernie's negative emotions in toxic ways throughout various stages of their lives. But uh, that's where Bob comes in because Bob is the uh, antidote to the firewall of fear that your inner Bernie insists is real. So this dialogue continues and Bob tells this person, Bernie, how to turn his life around and how to become the best person that he can be. It's funny. It's humorous. It's getting incredible reviews on Amazon. It's only been out a month and a half, two months. They're all five-star reviews. And, um, you know, another thing with this, Denise, it was amazing because every time I thought I was finished, as I said, it took me seven years to write. Every time I thought I was finished, Bob, God kept telling me, no, you're not. You're going to be experiencing a lot more stuff, and this is the stuff that's going to be in the book. And one day I realized, okay, it's finished, and um, it's out. And uh, my mission for the rest of my life is to get the message out that's in this book. I'm writing my review today. I read it over the weekend. When you sent me this book, I, you know, I broadcast live Mondays and Fridays, and a lot of the people that come on this show are authors. And this room that I'm sitting in, my office, has hundreds of books in it. Your other book is in here as well. There's not a single book in here that wasn't gifted to me by my podcast guests. So what happens is the week before, the weekend before, I'm going to go live, Monday and Friday, I've got two books, at least one, but probably two, that I'm reading. Now, I look at them, I glance at them when they first land on my doorstep, I'm like, ooh, and I'll, you know, kind of poke through it and stick some sticky notes in it to go back but I actually read the entire book the weekend of and it's funny I mean I was reading this and saying okay there's the Steve I know and I remember and oh my gosh he just wrote down what I was thinking it's pretty amazing I appreciate you saying that and that's what a lot of people are saying Uh, a lot of people are saying when you read the reviews on Amazon, people are saying, he, I thought he was talking to me. And as I said, everybody, Bernie represents everyone. And Bernie is a person, I'll just give a little bit of what it's about. He's a person who lives in the negative zone. He blames God for his life not working. And uh, he's tried everything. And um, he has a, he winds up in this place and he thinks it's heaven and he meets this person and um, how God gets the name Bob, you're going to have to read the book to find out. But uh, Bob tells Bernie that the reason why your life isn't working, it's because of your negative ways, your, your, your negative thought pattern, your belief system. You really don't believe. He, Bob said, I answered your prayers, but you pray with the same negative attitude that you have about your life, and yet you expect a miracle. So Bernie says to Bob, he goes, well, of course, you're, you're God, aren't you? Isn't that your job to create miracles? And this is important for your listeners to hear. Uh, Bob looks at Bernie and says, Bernie, have you ever heard the saying, God helps those who help themselves? And he goes, yeah, I heard it my whole life. And he goes, well, apparently you don't know what it means. It means you have to meet me halfway. I can only do for you for what you're willing to do for yourself. In other words, you can't pray for peace of mind for a particular day and then get in your car and start cursing at everyone in traffic, what do you expect? You can't pray for a certain type of career and yet not do anything on your own accord to try to get that done. He goes, we have to work together as a team. And as you do what you're supposed to do, I'll do for you. He said, I can plant the seed possibility to the manifestation of your dreams, but you keep squashing it with your negative inertia. 
And that's how the conversation begins, and it continues. And Bob tells, Bob gives Bernie throughout the entire book shifting habits and common sense strategies on how we can turn his life around. And something that you're saying is so important because, listen, I come across people who they were born negative, they became negative. I don't know what the heck happened to them. They're wretched people to be around, and I can almost smell them. I mean, I can literally be in my car and see somebody who's standing on a street corner going, oh, no, 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 I don't want anything to do with them. Exactly. Just, it's their aura. It's the way they're slumped over. It's the, if it's a woman, we'll call it a resting bitch face, or in a, in a man, it's just it's cranky. You know, the, the puppet Walter, the whatever, his the, the Walter puppet? Yep. Um, yeah. You know, if he has that look, you're like, no, yeah, no, no, I get no, it. No. I get it. That's and, not and, just age. That's your. That's you showing up on your face. And you know what's sad about that, Denise, is that these people don't even know that they're living in the negative zone. It's become a part of who they are. It's a part of their personality. They don't call themselves negative people. They call themselves realists. That's what they say. These are the or ones that Yeah. Yeah. They'll say, yeah. Well, I'm just unlucky. No, no, you're not. Yeah, you're unlucky. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's it's amazing. Um, and, and they wake up in the morning with that attitude and they go to sleep with the same thing. And, and they're not even aware that uh, they have created their own reality. And it doesn't have to be true. But if they believe that it's true, that's all that matters in their world. So, well, and you, you know, right. And you yeah, keep go going back to that word believe and, and we have to believe. Listen, I, I learned so much from my guests. I consider you all to be my mentors. And I will pick something from each guest. It will just stick with me forever and ever. I'll hear it, and I can't ever forget it. And this was years ago, probably about the same time you and I were, you know, in our last podcast. And I remember somebody, and I'll have to go look it up. I don't remember the man's name, but he cured himself literally from some catastrophic ailments. And, of course, I had to ask him. I said, how did you do that? He said, massive gratitude. I had to change exactly who I was and how I showed up in the world and massive gratitude. And do you know that phrase, massive gratitude, pops into my head every single day? Yep. Yep. That's uh, chapter nine in the book, Conversations with Bob. And it's all about he, he shows Bernie. Most people wake up in the morning and they're not even aware. I mean, they're in low moods at best. And like I said, they're not even aware of what's happening to them. That's because as soon as they wake up, before they even take the covers off, they, they start thinking about the challenging, if not grueling day they had the day before, all the irate people that, that they had to deal with. And, and then they start thinking about all the stuff that has to be done on that day. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how you can create this mindset and not even know what you're doing to yourself. So in, in the book, Bob explains to Bernie that before you take the covers off, Instead of thinking about everything that needs to be done on that day, say to yourself, who do I have to be in order to get it done? Create the mindset that is needed. And the way you do that before you take the covers off is to focus on what's working rather than fixating on what isn't working. To bless the things that life has given you rather than cursing what life is currently throwing at you. And, and, and he looks at Bernie and he says, Bernie, in other words, you need to create an attitude of gratitude. And we all have the ability to do this. It's your choice. The more you do it, the more it becomes a part of who you are. And you start noticing life becomes easier, a lot easier. It doesn't it matter. Does. What, yeah, and it, a lot of people don't get it. 
Well, and listen, I'm one of those people. I I don't sleep well. I catnap. But what I've done, and I've shared this before on the podcast, when I've got something, there's always a sticky question or sticky, you know, I'm a techie person. There's always something that did not want to play right for me. Maybe it was a piece of code, no telling what it was. And before I finally go to sleep at night, when I know I'm actually going to be able to go to sleep, I will say out loud, because the universe hears me when I talk out loud, I will say, okay, subconscious, this is what I would like an answer for. I don't know. Maybe it's a God wink. Maybe it's my subconscious. I don't know. I don't care. The answer always shows up at 318 in the morning without fail. And then, I, okay, so now I don't have to carry that forge if I do get to go back to sleep and get up at 435, 30, whenever I normally wake up. I'm not still fixated on whatever the heck it was that was bothering me the day before. Yeah. And I had to learn, and this from another guest, don't jump out of bed. I was always one of those people. I opened my eyes. I hit the floor running. My mom would say, you know, she sent me a birthday card that said that she's awake. The devil just said, oh, crap, she's awake. <laughs> so it was like, off I went. Yeah. But the thing is, I've had to teach myself to stay in bed and practice that massive gratitude and, and do exactly what you just said. How am I going to be able to care for other people today? How can I be helpful today? Yep. What can I do that's actually going to work not just for me, but for other people as well? Yeah. That's a big yep. difference on how you wind up in the kitchen getting your coffee or whatever. You're not stumbling in there. You're like, woohoo, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And and it's, you know, that's why they're called common sense strategies. And and it doesn't right. matter. What, and if you could just remember, folks, if you could just remember it, it your your day, your attitude that you have starts as soon as you open up your eyes to greet the day. And that's the point. So before you take the covers off and you think about all the crap that's bringing you down, shift your focus and your way of thinking to what is working. Maybe you're thinking of the person lying next to you. Maybe you're thinking of your children, your grandchildren, the dog lying by the side of the bed. Maybe it's a particular goal that you achieved. Maybe somebody did something nice for you the day before, or you did something nice for someone. Maybe you're having friends over for a sporting event on a Sunday afternoon. You're going out to dinner with, with friends. It doesn't matter what it is. Everyone can focus on that one thing that can at least put a smile on their face. And I don't think there's anyone listening right now that could say that, Focusing on what's working rather than focusing on the crap that's bringing you down isn't more advantageous for you. And the more you create this type of habit, as I said, the more it becomes a part of who you are. And it's all based on choices. Right. And it doesn't take long to create that different habit. Once I realized that, you know, I I was waking up in the morning because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always thinking. I'm always writing notes. You know, I multitask. I try not to multitask as much as I used to. It's not good for your brain. But I've always got a hundred different conversations, it seems like, going on in my head. And I had, once I realized that that was not working, I was tired, I was exhausted, really wasn't getting anywhere near where I needed to be because I was standing right smack in my own way. And it was my attitude. Yeah. And your attitude, you know, we're talking about attitude and then we're talking about, uh, we talked about belief, but what everyone really needs to understand is what I learned the hard way, what truly successful, happy, optimistic people know about life. Now there's a process here. They know without a doubt that they become what they think about day in and day out. They are very aware that the thoughts that they have about any challenge in their life will ultimately determine the quality of success and happiness 
that they're going to have. Contrary to a lot of people may think, it's not the situation, the event, or the circumstance that takes place in our lives. It's really how we think about these things. Because those thoughts on a consistent basis will eventually create the belief you have about any challenge. The beliefs you have about anything are formulated over a period of time through a consistent way of thinking. Your thoughts create your beliefs, and those beliefs write the story of your life. Now, this cycle continues because those thoughts and beliefs will create the the way that you feel on any given day. And this is not only a key to your success and happiness, folks. This is at the very core of your success and happiness. Why? Because feeling good is the fuel that drives motivation and inspiration. And if you want to start your day with an unstoppable attitude to succeed, you have to make sure that you're feeling good during the process. The number one reason why people consistently fail in business or in life, the reason why some people may be having a difficult time handling a particular challenge or situation, it's not because they're not smart enough. And it's not because of the challenge within itself. It's because somewhere along the way, positive momentum ceases. And the reason why positive momentum ceases is because the individual is focusing all of their energy on what isn't working, not leaving any room at all in that brain of theirs for positive thoughts to seep through so that they can create a healthier belief system and allow them to feel better and go through the day with a better attitude. And again, it's all based on choices. And it doesn't take but a day or two to all of a sudden say, well, that worked. Let me do more of that. Good point. And you mentioned it before. Yes. And you mentioned it yourself, your subconscious. The more you say to yourself that work and you acknowledge what you did work, your subconscious is going, yes. Your subconscious runs 97% of your life. I call your subconscious the genie of your soul because whatever you ask it or program into it, it will deliver it. That goes for good or bad because it doesn't know the difference between good or bad, right, wrong, fair, or unfair. It only knows information that you program into it. If you're going through the right. course of your day, yeah, if you're going through the course of your day on a Monday and you're just starting your, your work week and you're saying, man, this job is getting on my nerves. I don't get the respect and appreciation that I deserve. I can't wait for the weekend to get here. When the weekend gets here, then I can enjoy my life. Then I'll be happy. You know what your subconscious is saying back to you, the genie of your soul? It's saying your wish is my command. We can wait for the weekend for you to be happy. <laughs> and that whole week, you're going to go looking for crap that's going to be bringing you down and making you feel not good. So a lot of people are saying, well, okay, Steve, won't I feel better when the weekend gets here? Probably not because you're going to bring that same mindset with you. And dread and the, your, the Monday. You're going to be exactly. working. Oh, I have to go back on Monday. Exactly. Yep. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And the thing is, I mean, if you stop, and I've had to teach myself this too, stop. And just take a breath and say, whatever weird thought was in my head, you, you said something in your book here. Um, if you think you're an idiot, you're right, even if it isn't yes. true. And we talk to ourselves at yeah. the Bobism often said that if anybody, anybody spoke to me in some of the terms that I speak to myself, I'd need bail money. I really would. <laughs> I'd bloody somebody's nose. So if we're telling, you know, you're saying, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, God, that was stupid. Well, guess what? You just plunked into your head. Yeah, exactly. And and the scary thing is people aren't aware of what they're doing to themselves. Therefore, they have a tendency to blame other people, blame society, blame the government, 
blame their family, the way they were raised. There's always something. If I could just get this person to do this, or if this would only happen, if I can get more respect, if you want more respect, if you want more success, if you want love in your life, you have to think that. You have to believe that you're worthy for it, because if you don't, you're only going to be getting the same crap that you just keep feeding your subconscious with. You know what bothers me, and I'm probably going to make some people mad here, but you know we're out of wedding season now, but Honestly, if I see or hear one more person say, oh, I can't wait to begin the rest of my life, well, what's wrong with today? It really bothers me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it should bother them too because the day that you're living will eventually be how you respond to life's challenges the next day. An hour ago is already <laughs> Exactly. Gone. I know, I know. An hour ago, I was complaining about my refrigerator, so here we go. Pretty funny, I know. Well, I've got it fixed now. They're going to get here today, and I'm going to watch every move they make. Take notes. Oh, yeah, well, but I'm feeling much better about it because finally I found an answer and a response that I wanted. But honestly, if I were to spend, or you or any of us spend, Whatever it was the heck we were doing an hour ago that maybe wasn't so great and carry it forward, oh, geez, take a nap. Just get off of that that ride. Go take a nap. Go do something. Take a breath. Yeah. Figure out what your thoughts are and change them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing, too. And the key is awareness. Once you become aware of what you're doing to yourself, and, like, if you're going on a tirade at one point throughout the day, and if you say, well, well, I'm doing it again, I'm going in a negative tailspin here, uh, I've, I've, I've got I to gotta shift my way of thinking. I've got to start focusing on what I'm grateful for because, gee, it's my daughter's birthday today or it's my anniversary or I have a business meeting. I have to meet with clients today. I can't take this attitude with me. You know, one of the things I really like about the book is that it's based on three principles. Principle number one. You need to know without a doubt that you are the creator of your success and happiness, period. Principle number two, whenever you're confronted with a challenge or a problem of any kind, it's never a matter of managing the situation. It's always a matter of how you manage your mind. Can you manage your mind and the toxic thoughts and the emotions that are keeping you from finding the solution that's waiting to be discovered? And the last principle, a lot of people don't like to hear this. You need to know that you're the only problem you will ever have. And somewhere oh, yeah. within you, yeah, somewhere within you, there is always a solution waiting to be discovered. Always. Oh, I figured out a long time ago that there's a bottleneck in my business or in my life. Guess who the bottleneck is without fail? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, it's such, it's easy stuff what they're saying in, 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 in theory, but for somebody, so many, most people, and it was hard for me. I learned this stuff the hard way. It's hard to apply, but I promise you all, once you start applying it, especially the, these common sense strategies in the book, um, they start becoming a part of who you are. And what I like about the book is, is it, and, and I'm not boasting about it, I'm, I want to let people know that I guarantee you, if you read this book from cover to cover, you will realize how much power you have over every aspect of your life. And the cool thing about it is that you can go back to any chapter any time you want to. Anytime you want to, and reinforce a particular strategy or a shifting habit until it does become a part of who you are. And that's just it. I don't want to say that's just common sense. That's that's almost too 
too silly to say that, but I'm going to anyway. But it is common sense, although common sense these days doesn't seem to be paramount. But that's a whole other conversation. Good but point. awareness, what you're saying, and you've said it a couple of times, and I keep writing it down, is awareness. We have yeah. to be self-aware. We have to be – look, if you're walking outside and you're kicking that same tire every time you go by your car – there's something wrong. Figure out what's yes. wrong. Quit kicking that poor tire. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness is the key that'll set you free because awareness makes you realize something's not right. You can't fix something unless you know it's broken. And it's the awareness that lets you know that something's not working in your life. And it's up to you to turn it around. And that's where these common sense strategies help. And the amazing thing about these strategies is that we're all born with them. It's innate. We're born with these strategies. It's just that at least we get so caught up in the crap of life that we're not aware that we can tap into this higher part of ourselves. And and, and we can. Well, it's just a matter of, yeah. Being aware of it. But you said something at the very beginning that is so important when you started this book seven years ago that you had a breakdown in public, very much in public, on a public beach. Yeah. If you're not taking care of how you're thinking if you're not aware of the things that are driving other people away from you or you're losing business or you're just miserable all the time, it, it's going to kill you. The stress so will well, kill you. You'll lose yes. your family. Your dog won't talk to you. If your dog doesn't like you, <laughs> you're in bad shape. Yeah. No, that's so well said. And, and that's right. And that's what I meant when I said you are the creator of your success and happiness. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about what happens. And you talk about that moment on the beach. I actually can tell everybody listening, and I, 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 I don't mind saying this. I know what it's like to go out of your mind. I went out of my mind. And, you know, we hear that saying a lot, but, man, I've experienced it. I was literally, I, I went out of my mind. And, but it took that for me to realize that it, it's all on me. It's all me. What do I have to do to turn me around? How do, how do I have, what do I have to do to get the authentic me to live for the rest of my life the way I'm supposed to, the true part of me, the higher part of me? What needs to be done for me to get from here to there? And once I admitted it, it was all on me, it was a sense of relief. And then these innate strategies started coming out for me. I started typing it in, and, and we all have the power to do this. It's all based on choices. Your entire life is based on the choices that you make. For every choice that you make, whether it's made consciously or unconsciously, there is always, always a consequence, always. So. No kidding. And I have to ask you this because people, and I've heard people say it, I've said it, say, well, you know, I made this big, big, big boo-boo. I don't think there's any coming back from that. Well, yeah, there is. But you have to keep, you can't keep wallowing in it. Yeah. And that's difficult. That's difficult. When you make some whoppers and they impact you and everybody around you, you kind of carry that with you until I think you decide, well, I did it. I learned from it. You know, I've made corrections. Of course, correct all the time. Let it go. It's hard to do. That's a great, great – I absolutely agree with you on that. And, and, and if there's someone else involved with the decision you made and you did the wrong thing, it's very important that you make it right with that person, even if they don't want to forgive you. You have to make it right in your heart and do what you can 
And once you could walk away and said, okay, now it's up to this person, or whatever it is, business partner, relationship, it doesn't matter. If you did something wrong, let the person know you did it wrong, and that's crucial for you to do that in order for you to go on with your life. Even if decisions you made for yourself where you didn't treat yourself right, it's very difficult for people to forgive themselves. It's one of the most difficult things. They'd rather live with the guilt because they think they deserve it. Everyone deserves forgiveness. Right, right. And, and here's the thing about forgiveness. I'll forgive. Probably not going to forget. You're not going to get a Christmas card from me. But I'm not going to carry that around with me because that's not my burden. It's yours. It's not my yeah. – and what you do with it is up to you. But I may be mad as I can be. I may be hurt, devastated, whatever, all of them. And I will forgive at some point. But don't ever pick up the phone and call me again. <laughs> I'm just warning you right now. We're done. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't I don't think so. Um, but it, it's, it's important that you let go of the anger, though, too. That's yes, really that's what important. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If you can do that, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be pals with the person anymore. But you know, you just let you let go of the anger for yourself because that can destroy you. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. And you see these people who are just, you know, Walter Face, and you have to wonder what happened in their life or is continuing to happen that they're just so unhappy. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I was put here to be unhappy or make other people unhappy. No. Now, happiness is a choice. A lot of people hate to hear that. It really is a choice. It's, it's a matter of what you're focusing on, what you're thinking about. And, and, and you've got to, as my other book said, get your shift together and start thinking about all the wonderful things that are in your life. And, and I've been blessed in this whole time. I've been a personal development speaker because I've, I've come across people, famous, famous people, who were incredibly successful and those who foiled and destroyed their lives all because that they allowed life to consume them. And uh, it's, I learned lessons from, from just watching how other people live. And, and, and those who live a happier existence are those who primarily focus on, even if they're confronted with a challenge, that there's something within them that can meet the challenge head on. And, and, and it may be very difficult. They may move back five steps in life but they know at least they're still capable of taking steps, and that's the difference. Well, and here's something, because you, you made the transition from stand-up comedy to motivational speaker. You know a lot about laughter and the cathartic, you know, the catharsis of laughter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I'm funny as heck. I laugh at myself all the time. I live alone. Yeah. I'm constantly laughing at myself because, you know, I'll say something or think something that, well, that was funny. That was cuter. Yeah. I'm laughing at yeah. the cat or I'm laughing at the – it's important. You can be all by yourself, which is my – preference always and still have a terrific day because you can find humor and you can find laughter and you can create moments where you're just cracking completely up sorry i need to hang up on this um so i should have taken that off the hook i apologize for that but i think you have to be aware that you know laughter happiness those and they can be little tiny moments yeah. But that's all you well, need. Grab them, yeah. embrace them, and enjoy them. Yeah, that's what Bob tells the Bernie in the book, too. It's one of the chapters. Unleash the mm-hmm. power of your humor being on a daily basis. Every one of you listening right now has a humor being within you. Everyone. 
Your humor being is of your higher nature. It's a part of you that always brings out the best in you when times get really tough. What your humor being can give you more than anything else is peace of mind and emotional stability. You know, Denise, you just brought up, I did stand-up comedy for over 25 years. And I, I, I headlined clubs and theaters throughout the country. I had my Showtime special. And I'm not saying this to impress anyone, but to impress upon you. So many times when I was on that stage, I was well aware that there are people in the audience experiencing challenging times of some kind. Maybe they were going through a divorce, having financial difficulties. Maybe they or a loved one were inflicted with some kind of illness. But for that hour that I was on stage, their challenges, their problems, whatever they were, didn't own them because they simply allowed themselves to take time out to laugh. Laughter is the pit stop in the rat race of life and that it gives you enough emotional fuel and repairs to get back into the race again. But the initiative and the proficiency by which we allow ourselves to laugh comes from what I call your humor being. The more you use your human being in life situations, the more it becomes a part of who you are. It does. It really does. And I enjoy humor, not dirty humor. Just right. In fact, I find that English comedians and English shows are much, much more humorous than Americans are. I just, I don't watch TV or, I really don't do TV or movies, but if I have to, if I'm in the mood, I always go to Brit Box or Acorn because they're funny. But yeah. the thing is, once you decide, I think that you, you know, you've got it in you. You don't have to be wretched or clutching your stomach or snarling at somebody. Find something that makes you, you know, that little even if it's yeah. one corner of your mouth pop up, do that. Do more of that. Yeah, yeah, and acknowledge it. Acknowledge it, you know. I, I, there are people out there that are going through some really tough times, suffering. And, and uh, suffering may be unavoidable. As a matter of fact, suffering is part of the healing process. If you lose a loved one or whatever, I get that. Life throws stuff at us. Uh, suffering may be unavoidable, but just suffering can be avoided. And for everyone, it's a little different, the, the, the time span where you can start appreciating a smile and laughter as you're going through something really tragic in life. It's a part of life. I think the biggest mistake people could ever make is when they say, I can't cry because I won't stop. Well, you know what? Maybe you're not supposed to for a while because by, by saying to yourself, you're not going to allow yourself to suffer, you're holding back the healing process. You're holding it back because it's it's... Suffering is really a part, it's a gift that was given to us to feel this heart-wrenching pain for someone that you might have lost or for a job that you lost or whatever it may be. Allow yourself to do it, but in time, you will start realizing that there were various other aspects in your life that are worth living for, and that's what you gradually start holding on to. But that could only be noticed, yeah, that could only be felt after you allowed yourself to feel the pain. Listen, that's always been difficult for me. I was taught as a child, we don't cry. You know, we were supposed to be seen, not heard, and we just yep. did not cry. And as an adult, I don't cry until I lose a pet and then I lose my mind. Oh. Yeah, seriously, I know. What's with that? Well, well, <laughs> I, 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 go for, I got that because when I was married, my wife was a, was a dog trainer. I mean, a real good one. We always had four labs in the house, rescue dogs, always, always. And uh, she got a write-up in uh, the New York Newsday. It's a big paper in New York as the Long Island Dog Whisperer. So uh, she was great. And we, there's something, I mean, dogs are, um, <laughs> dogs, 
dog spelled backward is God. So think about that. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. And yep. people, you know, I'm known to have cats. I have a group on Facebook called Feline Office Assistants. And one of my cats who's sitting here right now, he's a very large ginger. He's 20 pounds. And he's a hashtag on Facebook. He is hashtag Hamilton is an ass. He gets Christmas cards. He really does. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, he's a funny guy. I mean, if I'm laughing at me, it's probably because of something he did. He really is a funny guy. But the thing is, you have to grab those moments. And you know what I wanted to ask you, Steve? Do you have any kind of case studies or, you know, maybe a, not really a case study, but something where somebody came to you and said as a result of the book and, and the steps that they're taking in the book that their lives have really changed and their attitudes have changed? I get emails quite often. Uh, and again, if you read some of the reviews in Amazon, uh, this because I'm not going to send anyone emails or anything, but read the reviews. This book is a life changer. This book made a difference in my life. This book, and again, I'm not boasting. My, my goal, as I said, is to, for the rest of my life is to get this, this message out, and all of you can be a part of it. All of you if, you, if you buy the book and you enjoy it, just tell other people about it. Tell other people what it did for you. Uh, I, I've gotten accolades from, from high-end people about, wow, what a simple book, what a fun read, but it made a drastic difference in my life. I felt like you were talking to me. And, and well, I was. Bob was, because Bob's connected to all of us. Bob is God, as I said. And, and uh, that's how the message is, gets dispersed through the masses is that when you feel that something you're reading or something you're hearing feels that it's for you personally, then that means it's working. That means it's working. And I've gotten right. many responses from other people. And it's the most gratifying feeling on, on earth. It, it, as I said, it took me seven years to write this thing. <laughs> so. Well, you had to learn all of the things that apparently you were supposed to share. I'm on yeah. page 53. And it's, it starts with imagination and circles the world. And that grabbed me because, listen, I didn't know that I was a creative for the longest kind of time. I had no idea. Wow. I also didn't know that I had a scientific mind. I have a computer science degree. No clue. You know, <laughs> ask me a math question and I'll tell you to go find somebody with a calculator. I cannot help you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's terrible. But I found these things later as you know, I, I kind of got a little bit older and went back to school and it's like, oh, my God, I just found somebody that I didn't know existed. And that was just this whole deep dive into a part of me that I don't know how it was hidden, but it was. Big time yeah, was. But when when I read this imagination circles the world, I don't think there are any new ideas, Steve, to be honest. I mean, I think we're all part of a bigger global unheard conversation. We can kind of pick things out of the air and you know, right. feel like it's our own idea, but it probably really wasn't. I agree. I agree. We're all connected that way. We really are. That's why sometimes people do have ideas, but all of a sudden someone beat them to it. Right. You know? You know? All the time. Well, sure, sure. Mark Coney, that's how he was. That's how he was. Uh, history knows this now. That's why he was uh, uh, honored with creating the radio first, but actually someone did it before him. At the same time, it's just that Marconi had the way to manipulate it and to market it and to let people know about it. The other guy didn't. I forgot the other guy's name, but the other guy, and the same thing with Tesla. 
you know, uh, uh, Thomas Edison is 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 the one looked upon for creating electricity when Tesla. Yeah, but it was Tesla. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was Tesla yeah absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. it's because the mind. Every you know, the mind is there. It's just who gets to the finish line first. Right. So. That's exactly right. And you know, I'm always I'll think of something and go, oh, and you said something about this earlier too. You'll somebody will say, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, somebody's already done it. So they're not your voice. They're not yeah. your voice. Oh, the, good point. I mean, we have our own way of presenting and sharing and educating. Be you. Be the best you can be and don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Yeah. You know, this whole book is about the law of attraction. If you want your life to work, this is about the law of attraction. I just discovered a way on how to display the law of attraction to people in the form of a dialogue, an entertaining dialogue. The subtitle is... Uh, timeless, entertaining dialogue to living an extraordinary life. There are tons of books on, on the law of attraction, the secret. I mean, you just name they're out there, but this is just put, it's, it's not, I didn't create this stuff. It's just that I did it in my way. I use my, my humor, my experiences in life, my ability to tell a story. And most important, what resonates with people when they read the book is my vulnerability. I, I am not ashamed to admit my failures, what I went through in life. I'm not ashamed to admit anyone that I know what it's like to go out of my mind. And when I could relate that, when I'm on the platform speaking to people about the crap that I've gone through and still in life, uh, they look at me and they say, wow, it, if this guy can overcome that and do what he's doing and become successful, I can too. Yeah, that's right. You can. You just have to believe that you can. That's the difference. Oh, I agree with you 100%. And I will see people say, oh, you know, I I wanted to write this book or I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. But, you know, I did a Google search and 14 people are already doing it. Just 14? Well, knock them out of the park. Well, a thousand people are doing it. And do you know how many millions of people are in the world? Yeah. Do you want all of them? Are you being greedy? I get a little myth. How greedy oh, are yeah. you? <laughs> just <laughs> do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the biggest thing that keeps people from living their dreams is they're in the middle of trying to succeed. They have a plan. They try. They go to to do everything they can to manifest it, but then all of a sudden they start having this self doubt. You know, especially when they hit a wall and they start saying things like, "Oh, I knew this wasn't going to happen. Everything was going fine. All of a sudden, now this happens. Why is it that everybody else has what I want? Every time I try to do something, it never works. I should have played it safe. I never should have invested this money. I just went two steps up and ten steps back. A lot of people call this negative self-talk. In, in the book, it's called self-curse talk because you're casting a spell on your life. And that's what Bernie's life was all about, self-curse talk. He out-talked himself out of everything he tried to succeed. He really didn't believe it. His self-doubt always brought him back 10 more steps. He got close. But what you just he said, he yeah. didn't believe it. He really didn't believe it. He no. could write it on paper. He could do a business plan. He could do all the chatting. He could listen to all the self-help, self-talk, motivation, inspiration. But if he didn't gut-level believe it, he just wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, and, and as a result, he didn't. <laughs> Until he met Bob. <laughs> See, in the South, I don't know if it was Dolly Parton or Mary, Dolly Parton or Mary Kay that, so, you know, we call that stinking thinking. <laughs> if Sounds I start, like Dolly Parton. 
Yeah, it does, huh? If you know, if we, if I ever catch myself, and I do daily, catch myself with some stinking thinking, I will literally pop up out of my chair or go wherever I am, and I go do what I call an open refrigerator door syndrome meditation. Because look, you stick your head in the refrigerator, you find yourself in front of the refrigerator, you open that door, you don't have a clue how you even got there. You don't even remember the the route you took, but all of a sudden you're quiet and your brain is kind of cleared up and whatever was bugging you is like, I don't know what it was, but I'm going to go back to work now. I do it all the time. I'm probably running up my utility bill doing that. Well, I do that stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. Open refrigerator door syndrome. That's the only way I can meditate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I do that. I'll go to do my laundry and I'll have my uh, my uh, my shaker mix where where I put my health food stuff in the, in the blender and all that. And I'll go, what is this doing in my hand right now? And I'm doing the laundry. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was supposed to make my mix right now. And, you know, it's my mind gets boggled with stuff like that all the time. Well, yeah, but you're creative and you're thinking and you're busy. And oh, I do yeah. the same thing. I mean, yeah. I will I will be from my office all the way across to the other end of the house in my bedroom going, I had to open some French doors to get in there, double doors. I don't know why I went in there. I didn't need to be in there. It's like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to go back out now. (laughs) Oh, wait, it gets better when you get older. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) I'll be back to kicking those tires. I have decided that when I grow up, I want to be the crazy cat lady sitting on the front porch in a rocker with a shotgun and a bottle of, you know, probably rubbing alcohol sitting next to me, yelling, get off the grass. That's my goal. <laughs> I think I can make it. I think I can do it. That's pretty funny. Uh, I have decided that I'm never going to grow up. I might get older, but I am not going to grow up mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever. I won't. Oh, I think that's why my both. grandkids, that's why my grandkids love me because I get on their level. I really do. So, but such yeah, a growing up is, yeah, growing up is not fun. You're going to have to get older. In fact, you're darn lucky if you do these days. But, you know, you don't have to be an adult. There's days I don't want to adult. Today's one of those days. I don't want to adult, but yeah. I am. You know, I like that phrase, I don't want to adult. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, you have to say it and say, I don't want to. I really yeah. don't want to. <laughs> no, not going to do it. Been there, done that. <laughs> Exactly right. Or, so what, or, or don't tell me what to do. I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah. geez. I fight, and that's another fight I have with myself. You know, I, my mother used to say that I should be an attorney. I could argue both sides and then, you know, never come down on one side or the other. But I will fight with my nav system. She'll say, go left here. So you're not the boss of me. And off I go and I get lost every single time. But I leave early. I leave early because I know I'm going to get lost. Whether I follow her directions or not, I don't have any kind of a sense of direction. I do know where the fridge is, though. You know, you find that to go stick my head in it. Well, I will tell you, that's one thing we have in common. I have no sense of direction at all. I mean, it's really, really bad. I think my GPS picks that up, and it gets screwed up sometimes. So. Well, I don't doubt it. And in the deep south where I live, we go by, you know, landmarks. And somebody, I'm still mad. Somebody moved that horse barn. It took me a month to figure out how to get to my grocery store. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, what the funny. heck? <laughs> they moved it and they put a house on it. And I didn't know that. I mean, it's like, Excuse me, I'm looking it? for my grocery store. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
I have fun. actually had to call my friend and say, I, this is the street I'm on. Where am I? And that's just in the, <laughs> the next town over. Wow. <laughs> so it's oh bad. God. It's really yeah. bad. Well, great minds think alike. Well, that's just it. We have great minds, and we don't have time for that minutia, like, you know, knowing where street signs are. That nonsense. Yeah, exactly. My that's friends right. won't drive with me. My friends won't even drive with me. They say, no, where I'll drive. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll drive to a place five, six times, and I still ask for directions. <laughs> have you done this? Have you gone past your own driveway? Oh, you're not going to believe this. When I first got married, we were renting a house, my wife and I. It was the third day we were living there. And for breakfast, I said, I'm going to go to the bagel shop. It's just literally around the corner and a block away. So I get in the car, and she even said to me, do you want me to go with you? And I knew what she meant because I'm going to get lost. And there she is waiting for me. It was a beautiful spring day. She's sitting on the steps, and I have the bagels, and I drive by the house, and she looks at me go by. And then I drive by again, and she looks at me going by. I'm looking for the house. Then I drive by again, <laughs> and finally I drive by again, and she's on the steps. Denise, she was in tears, hysterical. And as I'm getting out of the car, I'm saying, shut up. I don't want to hear it. She goes, I can't believe I married you. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not alone because I am severely directionally impacted. I mean, there's just, I can't, I can't even, I live in a, a little small town. It used to be a village, but now it's a town that's grown up. And for the longest kind of time until they took down some cornfields and started building behind us, you know, on either side, it was three streets wide, three streets deep. And I was out walking one night in the mist, in the rain. It was dark. And I went into, I guess, a walking meditation. My dog, at some point, I, if she could speak, she would have said, you know, we passed that house twice, right? Can I go home now? She was tired. <laughs> I mean, finally, she just kind of, you know, stopped and said, look, look, that driveway, you recognize? That's us. Can we go up there? It was, I just... I sat there and I sat down on the grass and just laughed until I cried. It was so funny. The dog had to tell me to go home. <laughs> True story. Wow. 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 We have a lot in common there. I got to tell you that, my friend. Wow. <laughs> so we're not alone. I guarantee you people are listening to us going, you know, they sounded so smart until right then. <laughs> no, I don't know if I want to take any advice from either of these people. Exactly. <laughs> Oh well, we have we have a good humor about it. But Steve, what what's next? Oh, I wanted to ask you because we've only got about five minutes left. I knew this was going to go fast. What's the biggest life lesson from all of this that you've learned? Have you shared that already, or do you want to reiterate? Yeah, uh, the biggest lesson I've learned is that um, quite often in life, what you think you want isn't what you necessarily need to be happy. I've learned that mm-hmm. for the most part, what you want feeds your ego. What you need feeds your soul. And every now and then you have to stop and ask yourself, which one am I feeding now? Oh, say that again. That's important. <laughs> what you may think you want in life may not necessarily be what you need to be happy. Because for the most part, what you want in life usually feeds your ego. And what you need feeds your soul. And every now and then you have to stop and ask yourself, which one am I feeding now, your ego or your soul? 
Excellent. Yeah. You know what what I've what I do and I have most of my brilliant thoughts in the shower, don't we all? There's nothing going on. I mean, you, there's nothing bothering you in there. You can just think. And I've had to actually take bathtub crayons in the shower with me because and this I am tying this to what to what you just said, but you know, we're all having these conversations in our head. And when I hear myself say, "Okay, Denise, we're going to do this." That's that's not me. That's yep. somebody else. That's a God wink. But if I say I'm going to, it's like, oh, geez, that's ego. Shut up. And I've learned to differentiate who's talking to me in the shower. Y'all, I'm really not nuts. I'm truly, I'm not. <laughs> At least I don't think I am. Well, I think you are. And that's why I love you. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's hey. all that matters. There you go. But we have to figure out who's talking to us and how we're hearing it, I think, is what you're saying. Oh, I, How yeah, we're yes. receiving these messages. That was said so well. That, yes, absolutely. you got to listen. Yeah. Ask yourself, who, who, what part of me is, is this Bernie talking to me or is this yeah. Bob talking to me? Exactly. It's the same thing. Which one's talking to me? Which one am I going to listen to? You know? Well, I try so. not to listen to Denise because she's an idiot most days. So... <laughs> <laughs> At least a few hours a day anyway. But I've learned to figure out if it's, some, you know, we can do this. That's a collective consciousness, if you will. It's the best yeah. way I can describe it. But if it's yeah. me, that's me just going, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I care what it's going to Give it up, Denise. It's not going to work. Yep. Let go and let Bob. There you go. So where do you go? And that's where I want to know, where does Steve Rizzo go now? Um, I'm halfway finished with uh, conversations with Bob, too. And, Will you uh, come back when it's published? Will you come back? I would love to come back before that, if you like, because it's not going to be out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, you know, keep in touch. I'll keep in touch with you. But uh, whenever you want me to be on your show again, I would love to, because I love what you do, and I love how you do it. And I really appreciate you, uh, because oh, you are you. you really are a spark that, you know, you're a spark that ignites change in people's lives with all your guests. And, and the world needs, needs to know that uh, they have everything within them to be okay in life. They have everything within them to be happy. It's there. You're just focusing on the wrong stuff. And when you, when you learn how to shift your way of thinking and what you're focusing on, life starts getting a lot easier, a lot easier. And you're Quickly. a part of that, and I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so you're much. Listen, before I let you go, where do people find you? And got about 90 seconds. Um, okay. Where can people find you? And I know you they can find you on Amazon, but where's the best place to go? Oh, and be sure to, to share your uh, podcast. Yes. Um, my podcast is Hey, I'm Talking Here. It's a street <laughs> streaming Facebook. You can get that. It's all on my website, everything, steverizzo.com, www.steverizzo.com. You could uh, – uh, go to my YouTube channel on there. It's all on the home page. Everything is there. And for the book, please go to yourinnerbob.com. This is specially just for the book. You could read excerpts from the book on there. There are videos that you could listen to, messages about the book. It's really a cool website, yourinnerbob.com. And uh, if you really enjoyed the book, I ask you to please leave a review and tell everyone about it, my goal, and and, and we could all do this together, is to get the message out 
so that people know that they can live a happier, more successful life, and it doesn't have to be that difficult. That is such an incredible message, and it sounds like it's you know, a little simple, a little easy. It is simple. It is easy. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to sit there with a whiteboard and say, okay, I'm going to think this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to smile at 418. Oh, geez. Just find those moments and capitalize on them. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You almost sounded like Archie Bunker then. Oh, geez, help me, Lord. <laughs> uh, did, did I do it in a southern accent? <laughs> well, you did it in a southern accent, though. I just okay. To, oh, geez, there he goes again, yeah, huh? <laughs> and I've actually never seen that show. I have to be careful You're with coming into my No, I'm not. Or Seinfeld. Or anything else that you know everybody seems to like. I'm like, right. you, you watch, don't watch TV that much? Yeah. I don't yeah. watch TV. I don't. I don't have cable. I haven't had it for geez over a decade. Well, listen. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before I let you go? No, that's it. If you, especially your inner Bob dot com, and uh, uh, hook on to my Hey, I'm talking here. It's every other Thursday. The next show will be next Thursday at seven seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, it's a great show. It's entertaining. It's about the message that we're talking about this whole time on your show. So Great. Steve, thank you so much for coming back and being my guest. And I look forward to having you come back again anytime you want. And it's I been absolutely wonderful that. speaking with you. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and the advice and playing around with my inner insanity. I appreciate that more than you know. So, <laughs> really, sometimes I just wonder if I'm doing okay. And then I talk with people like, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. And, you know, you just justified what I do for most of my day is like try to be the best I can be. So anyway, before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes and anywhere else you consume your business podcast. Honestly, you can't throw a stick on the internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So look for us, find us, and take us along on your success journey. Steve, thank you. Thank you very much. You take care of yourself. You too. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. 